timeout when there's gaps in coverage every team needs a player they can count on to help aflac supplemental insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't when you're sick or injured bills can rack up fast aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like rent or groceries get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover Visit Aflac.com to learn more. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. It's hour three. We're live in Los Angeles. It is the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. FS1 is where we're at. We thought we'd start our third hour with Mark Sanchez. We didn't want to make him sit around for a while. We will have Chris Finch, by the way, coach of the T-Wolves at the end of the show. The Timberwolves now, I mean, I think they were ever a number one seed or in that stratosphere for about 10 minutes once in their franchise. They're now on fire in the NBA. Chris is a friend of the show. He'll join us. But, Mark, you're sitting down here on the – you had the Vikings Raiders this week. You had the Rams Browns last week, and I watched the entire game. So there was a moment, I don't, I don't talk Joe Flacco much, but I thought he played his butt off, and I was shocked how good he was. Could he was not, excellent. I could not believe it. And I did say, so I've seen Kevin O'Connell with Josh Dobbs. I saw McVay with Baker. I've seen uh, last year McCarthy with Cooper Rush. Defensive coaches get backup quarterbacks. It's bad in spirals. Stefanski gets Flacco. He was fantastic. And I said, it's not a coincidence. I got nine offensive coaches this year who have been given a backup. And immediately, I mean, good God, Tommy DeVito's got 100 passes rating with Dave Ball. <laughs> and my takeaway is, I think it's, sometimes it's unfair. We crush backup quarterbacks. They come in and struggle. But who do you inherit the, co- the culture? By the way, New England, Bailey Zappi struggling. Mm-hmm. Defensive culture. So you add Flacco and the Browns. And my takeaway was, I like Stefanski a lot, but and you've you've done some. You're going to do Dobbs this week right. with an offensive coach. It does appear to be a clear advantage for a backup quarterback inserted into an offense 
if the guy has played quarterback right. or the culture leans offense, doesn't if, it? If it's if it revolves around the quarterback, it's always going to be beneficial to that quarterback. If you see it through the quarterback's lens, the entire organization, whether it's the people selling tickets, whether it's the people in the cafeteria, that's just the way this game is built. And it's easy for me to say that because I'm a quarterback, but I genuinely believe that. But that's the, just the, the way it is. When you were in New York, that was a defensive culture. Correct. It's but harder. You, but you want everything to go through that lens of, okay, how is this going to affect our quarterback? Does this help him get completions and touchdowns and move the ball down the field? Or not with any decision you're making. So with you know that's why I was a little bit shocked with the Vikings after they have this horrible loss to the Bears and they're embarrassed. And but after the game, it was like okay, well we'll see if Dobbs is our quarterback moving forward. I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> I mean, this guy gave you a couple wins so far. Why mess with his confidence? If anything, just try and keep it moving, correct the mistakes along the way. So I was a little bit shocked about that. But to Joe Flacco's point, I mean, or the point on Joe Flacco. That first third down, he ripped like an 18, 20-yard post to Amari Cooper, and then, you know, Amari gets knocked out of the game a little bit later, so he kind of shows up, or doesn't show, rather, and Elijah Moore has to make some plays for him. Joe had one bad throw. A whole game. game. One, one bad decision, really. And, you know, I think it was an impulse control thing, and he just hasn't been in the saddle in a while, and sometimes that happens. But, dang, man, he had him competitive. And I feel like the whole game turned after that missed extra point, and completely uncharacteristic of Hopkins. He's been one of the best kickers in the league. Yeah. For the last couple of years, the Chargers are dying because they didn't keep him. You know, right. he was in their training camp and now he's, you know, winning games for the Browns, beating the 49ers earlier in the year. And then he misses a silly extra point. So it was like a couple things went wrong and that shows you the margin for error when your backup's in. And Josh, Josh Dobbs, he did the same thing and with those interceptions. You know, one goes off of Addison's face, boom, tipped, intercepted. Well, you don't have that margin for error anymore. Right. Because you don't have Kirk Cousins anymore because it's not your number one guy. That's the way this league is. And now it's guys, it's like a bunch of bandaged uh, soldiers, right, with like their arms and slings and hitting each other with, with their uh, crutches and stuff. Right. All these teams, that's kind of what they look like. It's who can do the best patchwork, who can, you know, hit the flex tape for the longest and right. hold the water as long right, as you right. can. Because this thing's going to overflow at some point, but who can just make it to the finish line? And, and that's where we're at with the Raiders and the Vikings. So um, we, we were talking about this during the break. I think, um, I think Dak Prescott would be my MVP. Tyreek Hill, Brock Purdy certainly deserve um, consideration. But I, I do think Cam Newton had a year. Matt Ryan had a year. Sometimes, for all of us in life, I get the perfect producer. I get the best boss. I get a good marketing campaign. It doesn't last forever. Get an excellent guest. Yeah, boom. <laughs> Brady went a decade without a ring. Like, yep. he got these perfect players, perfect moments, perfect rush end, Edelman, whatever it is. And I do feel like with Dak this year, um, Kellen Moore left, and you're like, uh-oh. But he's playing in rhythm. C.D. Lamb has exploded. Ferguson... There's something about the bye happened, Mark, and the offense changed. Well, it really did. And the biggest thing, too, I saw one of the stats that flashed on the graphics here, but 20 touchdowns and two interceptions in six games. I mean, that's right there is what you're going to get from Dak when he's playing hot like that. Those kind of catches, I mean, that ball's covered. Some of these throws are covered, and these guys are making plays. And then the open ones, Dak hits. And, you know, the, he looks so confident. And I think the only reason he'd get the edge – 
So recognizing that matchup with Ferguson on Adams, like that kind of stuff, at least he's giving you, that's a higher percentage throw than maybe working on Witherspoon and C.D. Lamb. Maybe it's a little better working on somebody like Adams in pass coverage against a really good tight end. So exploit the matchup. Give your guy a chance. Throw the ball in the area, and that's what he's done. Now these guys are making plays, and they're making them like grapes, man. They come in bunches. When you start rolling, it just picks up and picks up. And I feel like if it's him and Purdy down to the wire – and it has nothing to do, nothing negative about Purdy, but more of the personality and motivational stuff. Like, that's a little more Dak, and it just looks flashier. You're going to see him more times in commercials. It's the star. It's that whole media machine that is the Dallas Cowboys well, and I, that will edge him out. Like, let's just say they're perfectly even. That just knocks him in to the, to okay. the winning category. And I mean, so, I think that's a no-brainer, though. Yeah, so this is an interesting argument. So when you get, anytime you get in an award... It could be a Heisman. It could be an MVP. So let's say Dak and Purdy are even, and Purdy did beat him head-to-head, mm -hmm. whatever. But I will say this, in Dak's defense, and this is not a criticism of Jerry Jones, it's a reality. Dak has to deal with a bit more of a vocal and impulsive oh, owner. 100%. It's a bigger job being a Cowboy quarterback. There's more pressure being a Cowboy quarterback. He doesn't have the offensive weaponry at San Francisco. Yep. I'm not saying uh, Purdy has it easy. I think being a Dallas Cowboy quarterback is hard. Oh, it's really hard. You have the weight of the world on your shoulders as a quarterback as it is. And then Dallas, it's just enhanced even more because of that platform. Now, when it comes to awards, this kind of media powerhouse can benefit you. Right, it can help you absolutely when you're going when you're 20 touchdowns to two interceptions. You talked about more. You lose three games in a row and throw six picks. Whoa, now you're on all the time, and it's just negative. And it was just like that in New York. When we're streaking, it sounds like we're better than we are. It's an inflated and distorted view of how good you are. And, and um, you know, the efforts and results get a little distorted that way, yeah. and, it's, and you get confused that way. So this is working in his favor, but, you know, you just see more sound bites from them. You just see more. There's just more. It's the star. It's the whole machine, and... And that's the way it works. That's why guys take like take a cut, a pay cut, essentially, to play there because you're going to get the endorsement deals. You're going to get, if you play in a big market like New York, take a little less from the team, and then you can go knock it out of the park with endorsements and all those other things. So Dak gets that. And my um, the thing I admire most about him is that through all that, I mean, he's been just steady, man. Yeah. Steady on the boat. And it's ne he just seems unaffected by this. The media machine that can be amazing Jerry, or terrible. Because there's none of this yeah. except him. He's been the constant, and that's impressive. So if you go back, we did it last week. If you go back and look at the last seven Super Bowl champions, it's nine of ten and seven straight. They average about seven blowout wins a year. They flex because they can. Philadelphia has two. Dallas and San Francisco and Baltimore are the teams that historically look like Super Bowl teams. And I like Philadelphia a lot, but when I watch the San Francisco game, the blowout, the score aside, there's a problem fundamentally. Dallas's some of their skill people and the Niners' skill people are really special players. Correct. Linebackers, secondary for Philly, solid players. I thought San Francisco, who's in Debo was cocky? He's looking at film. He's yeah. like, I know what I am. Oh, yeah. I don't think Philadelphia is equipped in the back end 
to beat San Francisco. Now, they could with a pass rush. Yeah. But if you can block them, yeah. it's a problem. Well, that's their, their thing in, in Philly, and it has been the last few years. Is like, we're going to get to you and make it easier on our back-end guys. Our back-end guys are more than good enough to play man-to-man, but holding them, guarding a guy for a second and a half as opposed to two and a half, three seconds, I mean, that is two different worlds of coverage. That puts a ton of stress on your defense. And I think it was week one or two when Avante Maddox went down, that really threw this secondary into a spiral. And they've been trying to recover the Eagles, that is. That was their nickel guy. That's the guy they want inside. Now they've had to shuffle players in and out inside, and it just ruins your rhythm. It ruins the way you want to attack teams. It affects your game plan, and it it makes things difficult. And then you add the pass rush. If they're not getting home, then it adds another element to that. So they've had these things piling up over the year, and now it's, okay, what do we do with our injuries on offense? What do we do with these injuries on defense? This team just came in here and embarrassed us a little bit in our own place. Now how do they bounce back? And if it's any kind of Philly mentality like we're used to, I mean, these guys are going to come back playing with their hair on fire. So it's, you know, again, timing is everything, and it can be circumstantial in this league. So Jordan Love in October had struggled so much that Matt LaFleur couldn't contain himself after games. He was highly critical. Jordan Love the last three weeks has looked spectacular. All the players are the same. The play calls are mostly the same. What happens circumstantially, same kid, same players, same routes. He looked like Mahomes meets Allen, total baller, completely confident. Yeah. And I'm like, same dude, same protection, same coach, same receiver, same tight end. What was it? Well, we had him a couple of weeks ago, and it was interesting to... Which one did you have him with? Um, Charger game? Yes, the Chargers. Yes. So the Chargers played poorly in the red zone. Um, you know, they, they didn't look like themselves, and they were trying to figure it out. Well... Jordan Love was efficient enough. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. He had a couple drops with Watson. Like, it was the same old Packers that we'd kind of seen, but they ended up edging the other team out. And it felt like the Chargers kind of lost more than, yes, you know, the Packers really won the game. They didn't just go own the game. Right. Well, after that, it's amazing how a win, that momentum... Whatever it is, at this point in the season, when your season's going to go one way or the other, to, oh, man, what are we looking at in the draft and what's our off-season travel plans to, oh, man, we're making a run here at this playoff. We're, we're in. We, we got this. Christian Watson somehow came alive. They've given him some underneath easy throws, and then he's made the big catches that they wanted him to make, that he's dropped earlier in his career, whether it was with Aaron Rodgers or earlier with Jordan Love. And when that happens, those plays have been set up for him but catching him versus not catching him is 25-yard chunks, touchdown plays, six points to no points to a field goal that gets blocked. You know, things like that happen. And it's almost like we, we used to joke about it, like we'd call it Mr. Destiny. And like when a guy would drop a wide-open touchdown or the quarterback misses a wide-open throw or whatever, and then the next play, sack fumble, return for a 99-yard t- you're just like, can we just catch the touchdown? Like, can we just hit that first play? And it felt like that with the Packers every single time. Like, they missed the one they were supposed to, and then it was a calamity of errors that followed that play. And it just ruined them and sucked the life out of them. But now they started to hit them, and they've hit them in, at a high clip these last two games. And Jordan Love looks, once again, all world. So now how do you respond to that? Can you really go make a run in this division? I mean, the Lions are going to be tough. Minnesota's going to be tough. They need everybody else to start losing. Yeah. 
and they got to go. So it was fun. It was a fun watch. It, it was really fun to watch, and you could see him gaining confidence as the game went on, and he just looked a little bit better. And that's the thing. Some of this stuff, I've used this analogy before, but like a championship boxer, a, a title fight winning boxer nothing changes the next day after you win the title but everybody calls you champ and you're feeling good and you just knocked out so and so and but you're the same size you're the same height you don't know any more today than you knew maybe the day before but you just feel a little better about it and you got a better attitude about yeah. you and you walk around a little different because things start to change on the outside and it's all right, I got this confidence now. Let's let's roll with it. Let's see what happens. And so I feel like that's where Jordan Love and the Packers are at. I want to uh, circle back to the game you had. I had said this a couple weeks ago, about three weeks ago, uh, when the Rams had an over-under in Vegas of about five <laughs> wins. I said, McVay, Stafford, they don't have great players in their prime, but if they're healthy, I just, McVay's so smart, yep. Stafford's so good. <laughs> they have played. Now, they're finally healthy on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Puka Nakua is insane. A, a rookie fifth-round receiver. I can't receiver. believe he came back in the game. I thought he broke his shoulder. That- <laughs> so what do you make? You're sitting there as a former quarterback, and you're in the game, and you're watching it. Is it schemes? Is it use of personnel? Or is actually their personnel when healthy, Mark? No, Pretty darn good. They're formidable, but there's nobody that like scares you necessarily, and they kind of sneak up on you right now. And you hear what you hear about Puka, but you don't really realize oh, my God, this guy's going to eclipse 1,000 yards in this game. Are you kidding me? Like, what? What just happened? We Man, saw him Williams dropping passes week back. one. Kyron Williams shows up out of nowhere. Uh, their screen games really started to pick up. Um, you know, they just played a historically good Cleveland Browns defense and won and, like, got it to the wire deep in the game and then ran away with it and made all the right decisions by the end. Capitalized on a big turnover, didn't mess around. They missed one field goal. That was like one of their biggest issues last week. So their field goal kicking's got to get better because they're going to need to steal points as they move on. But this is going to sound crazy, but if these guys make it to the playoffs, like as a six seed, right? I mean, because fourth is going to somebody in the South, fifth would be either Dallas or Philly or San Fran, who doesn't make, you know what I mean? Like one of those teams, but they own the tiebreaker over Seattle. And on paper, I would have thought Seattle would mop the floor with these guys. Week one, I thought it was going to be, oof, this could get ugly for the Rams. And they swept them. And set the tone for their season. They swept them. So when you look at these guys at 6-6, six and six, you're like, oh, man. Well, I mean, if they go to the playoffs, Stafford should get at least one MVP vote. Are you kidding me? The way he's playing well, right I mean, now? Mark, look at this. And, and McVay, he might as well be runner-up for coach of the year. Like, come on. No, I mean. There's no way. And Raheem Morris, too, as coordinator of the year. Because this team, remember the headlines leading into the season was this Disaster. secondary like, oh, Darion Kendrick, uh, you know, Fuller, Yeet, who are these guys? They can't play. Witherspoon, Akello Witherspoon, these guys can't play. They're playing okay. <laughs> They're doing enough, you know? And now when they played against Dallas, struggled a little bit. Played against some of these teams with some Philadelphia. Big, time, big time, you know, offensive attacks. Well, that's going to be a little different. But they've been competitive, man. And when it comes down to those situational cruncher at the end of the game when it really matters they seem to be on the right side of things and they're not going to just give it away Stafford's playing his butt off yeah that's incredible the Puka Nakua injury it looked like uh first of all my son broke his shoulder that's what it looks like it's incredibly painful and when you get a big athlete that can't breathe I thought shoulder I thought shoulder ribs then he comes back and I'm like okay can't be shoulder and by the way if it's ribs that's maybe more painful yeah that's that kid gutted it out a tough sucker, man. It was a good game, though. It was a lot of fun. He's built a lot like J-Mac, you know? Yeah. Ready to fight. Overcome. <laughs> you're, you're an overcomer. I'll take it. I'm built like an NFL player? Hello.
That's what Shady McCoy tells me downstairs in the locker room. He's like, oh, hey, J-Mac. Oh, Shady's being nice. <laughs> just, he's being nice. Let's leave it I'm at I'm at dressing room, not locker room. I'm <laughs> thinking like an athlete. <laughs> good good scene. Hit the showers, dude. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy Thank holidays you. to Thank everybody here. Appreciate You're watching. That. We're in December. We're feeling it. They got pumpkin latte spices Ooh. everywhere. I'm having an eggnog tonight. It's that time of the season. I feel it. It's getting chilly out. All right, I've got a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Now for the parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I like the Ravens at home, minus seven against the Rams. NFC teams this year, Detroit, Seattle, that have gone east to face Lamar Jackson and that speed offense have been clobbered. I'll take the Ravens to win by over a touchdown. The Browns have Joe Flacco, but their defense at home should shut down the Jags, who won't have Trevor Lawrence or Christian Kirk. He's having surgery. I like the Browns by a touchdown. Chiefs minus two and a half at home over the Bills. They're better. They're bouncing off a loss, which they normally do. And I just don't trust the Bills in a big spot. Ravens, Browns, Chiefs, home favorites like them all. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Takes a minute, that's all. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Huge day of football. Sunday, we've got a huge day of football coming your way on Fox. The Rams take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens or the Seahawks battle Christian McCaffrey and the Niners. Check for the game in your area only on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Seahawks Raiders. Seahawks season in a nutshell. The Bills at Kansas City and the Seahawks at the Raiders.
Watch those games be highly competitive. Very, very close. That's a big game for the Seahawks. Huge game for Buffalo. I may call for an upset. I already got my five picks. I really like them. You're picking games on Tuesday now. No, no. I, I It's Wednesday. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. I know. Midweek, I'm who knows? Bad. You go to a Lakers game one night. You go to bed off, off your so schedule. So did you go out there and get all sauced up, or are you I, ready to go? Uh, you know, in between taking photos with fans, um, <laughs> I had a couple drinks, yes. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> no, hey, listen. People watch this people, show I, listen, Let me tell you something. It's crazy. What's amazing, I'm telling you, it blows me away. Tuesday night in Los Angeles... Tuesday night in Indianapolis. LA's hard to get around. Traffic's brutal. You got that sold out arena for a regular season game and it's going bonkers. I'm sitting there watching on TV. I am always blown away by the commitment Americans make. These late games don't get over till 10. You don't get home till 11. You got kids, you got thing, you get up, you're at 6. You're people give up lots in their life to be entertained. I and gave thank up a, God. Uh, yeah, I gave up a workout this morning because I had to sleep in a little bit. You want to work out what this time, afternoon? What time did you get home last night? A little too late. And you and were I sauced up. record the podcast, you okay. know, and like this oh. morning. And it's just, um, yeah, yeah. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herd I was in news. bed watching that game. 825. As Clat likes to say, champagne problems. You know, obviously, watch go to a Laker game. Anyways, Steelers Patriots tomorrow night, Colin. I know you're super geeks for this one. Um, Awful. Kenny Pickett is going to miss multiple weeks after ankle surgery. It'll be Maserati Mitch. I'm championing uh, a, a change to the nickname Mazda Mitch. He's more of a Mazda than yeah. a Maserati. Yeah. Uh, he's going to start in his place. First start since week 15 of last year. He's, here's Trubisky on the mindset for Thursday. We're trying to score points. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to take care of the football. Um, and, and we got to play better as an offense. We, we're going against a good defense this week, well coached. Um, so we just got to do our job, execute well, I'll play all 11 together. And we want to be an aggressive offense. So whatever that means, taking care of the football, we got to find ways to score points. That's the bottom line. I know you're not a big fantasy guy. Would you bench Pickens, the receiver, with Trubisky as quarterback? He's yeah. not. Pickens is going to get like two catches. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. What's the latest on the other receiver, Deontay Johnson, who is pouting? How's he doing now? Probably not happy that his that the QB one's down. Once Pickett got hurt, I, I that was a corner game. I wasn't. I mean, you can't. I'm, they're just a tough watch with Trubisky. I think I'm on board with you. They need to draft a quarterback, possibly first round. So I was just told Deontay Johnson scored their only TD. Yeah, garbage time when it was twenty four three. Well, if you're a fantasy player, it counts. Doesn't fan in fantasy? Don't you get that? That, that, that counts does too. count in fantasy. I do not have him, unfortunately. Uh, let's move on. We talked about this yesterday. Brian Dable has announced that Tommy DeVito is starting over Tyrod Taylor against the Packers on Monday night. Tyrod has returned to practice, and he was asked how he felt about Dable's decision. Said he was disappointed that it, but it's part of the game. And our staff has now pulled some crazy. This is so bad for Tyrod Taylor. He has lost starting jobs to Nathan Peterman, Baker Mayfield, Justin Herbert, obviously, and Davis Mills in his career. That's a thing. Tommy DeVito. Like, nobody believes DeVito's better than Tyrod Taylor. Not even Brian Dable. Is this a tank move, Colin? Well, you don't. Nobody tanks in hockey or pro football. It's too dangerous. A, a subtle tank. Like, if you want to win this game, you put Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. True or false? Yes, I think Tyrod Taylor is a top five or six backup quarterback. So then, why the is he starting DeVito? Well, DeVito won. He probably feels loyalty. It's a thing in New York. People are having fun with it. Um,. I mean, also, there's just continuity. You, you, so you have a starter. He gets hurt. You put in Tyrod. 
And then he gets hurt. You put in DeVito. Do you want to go back? That's, that's the Jets story. Okay. It's a circus. So Dayball's probably just saying, hey, we lost the starter, went to a backup. We're now in a third. Let's just get through the season with our third guy. Tommy DeVito gets some reps. Can he make the squad next year? I'm, I'm really interested to know what the Giants do in the mock draft. I can figure out almost every team in the first round, uh, the first top 10 mock draft. I can literally, I feel like this is a very predictable year. What do the Giants do? Well, they don't need a defense. They could use a corner later. But nobody wants to, really truthfully, if you ask GMs, most do not want to draft a corner no. in the first round unless they're like Sauce Gardner or Patrick Sertan. Well, by the way, Stingley, who started rough with the Texans, is now He's, rebounded. He's having a good good yeah, stretch here. Yeah. Um, I just want, are the Giants even like a compelling offseason team yet or not no, really? No. They would have been if they were like the third pick in the draft, you know, but I, I don't think at like eight to 10. Do they not, take a quarterback? I, I, the guy that I would say to keep an eye on, Jaden Daniels, just remember what Daybold thrived with was Josh Allen, the dual threat can run around. Run and pass. Like Daniel Jones, I don't think we think he can win through the air. Jaden Daniels can't. I mean, he's compelling. Prospect. The only way to get out of a big quarterback contract easily is if you hit on a young quarterback and don't have to pay him. It's like the Trey Lance mistake. Okay, we hit on Brock Purdy, and then we don't care about the picks because now we're not paying our quarterback a penny for four years, yeah. and it gets you out of it. So that, that's what they, that's what the Cowboys had for Dak when they hit him in the fourth round, or Seattle had Russell Wilson third round. When you hit these late-round quarterbacks, you can overcome some of your draft mistakes or personnel moves. You're not paying anything to Brock Purdy. Here's the weird part. So let's say Giants draft a quarterback, and then 2025, they release Daniel Jones. You think there's a scramble among teams to get Daniel Jones? No. no. That just shows how bad the Giants screwed it up. Final story. Uh, Oh, oh, hey, here we go. Shohei Otani news, Colin. He's a free agent, and everybody's whining and dining him now. But Dodgers fans are irate because Dave Roberts had a media session with reporters where he was candid and confirmed a meeting took place with Otani's reps, revealing the Dodgers it, uh, met with Otani a couple days ago at Dodger Stadium. He thinks it went well. He feels confident. The meeting was two to three hours. No players were present. Following the media session, Roberts was scolded by his bosses for revealing too much information. Prior to free agency, Otani's agent warned everybody, don't talk about any details. Don't say anything. It will be held against you. When it comes to decision time, Colin, if I know we've been, well, you mostly have been ticketing Otani to the Dodgers. They moved money around, they were ready. Can you imagine if Dave Roberts screwed this up by just opening his mouth? It'd be a colossal whiff. Do you fire him on the spot? Like, he, you, he blew it. Otani's people said, don't say anything. And he went and talked about the meeting. How about this? You know, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. Okay. I, I just, I'm not into that. Those kind of people are irritating to me. Agreed. I've heard a million about media, and I don't think any are true. And I have some contacts in the media, so the stuff's all nonsense. But I do believe what I do believe is true, and it's not a conspiracy theory because I've seen it happen to me and others, that there are agreements in place mm. to bring talent to places before it goes public. So the Dodgers cleared their board out. They let Bellinger go, Turner go, Kershaw one-year deal. It was very obvious. They've been big spenders in baseball. The Dodgers basically said for a year, we're going to we're going to save some money here. We're going to get we're going to get some stuff liquid here. Save up our cash for Otani. 
because they have Freddie Freeman, they got Mookie right. Betts, they got a lot of bills to pay. So they let Bellinger go, Turner. So it was kind of viewed as this team was less talented in L.A. The Dodgers were less talented, but they were. It was a tweener year, so that they all kind of know. They all kind of know. It's been sort of wink, winked that he's going to the Dodgers, and that Otani's people basically said to protect him because he'd get ripped if it was agreed upon. He said, if anybody talks about anything, it will hurt you. So he couldn't negatively be ripped if it was just a done deal to the Dodgers. So they're making this look like it's a hard decision. Nobody's sure. And he's going to the Dodgers. And that's why the Dodgers are really mad. It's like, Dave, be quiet. You know. So what I'm saying is, Otani... You think his mind was made up weeks ago? I think he likes the West Coast. I think he loves L.A. He doesn't have to buy a new home. The Dodgers are well run. It's a great organization. They had the lead. The big bosses in the world have talked about it. Otani, though, didn't want to be crushed because, first of all, if you go Angels to Dodgers, that's a rivalry. You're going to get a lot of crap from Angel fans. So they want to make it look like it's a hard decision. Are there Angels fans out there? You well, yeah, think they're not vocal. You think I don't think he's worried about them. Well, uh, what I'm curious about, I don't think any of this is true, but it, this whole thing has been so covert and secretive. Fair. And baseball is usually very open. I mean, you always get rumors yeah. from Jeff Passan and huh. Verducci and all these guys and Buster Olney. They always have all the information. Nobody's got anything. So, did you, you saw the Cubs were on that list? I, that that came out of nowhere, seemingly. Now I don't know if they actually make the cut, but like, if the Dodgers don't get him. Now, that will be interesting. Dave Roberts. They can just pin it on him. Hey, this guy opened his big fat mouth. He'll be working at the MLB network. <laughs> well, I mean, listen. It's when a you, soft landing spot. By the way, it also, it's leaked out that Dave Roberts was scolded. So somebody wanted it out. So what the Dodgers wanted out, they wanted to make sure Otani's people knew, hey, we're ticked off at him. Yeah. So the reason that story comes out is the Dodgers want Otani's people to know we're not happy with Dave Roberts. So you would still favor slightly Dodgers over the field? I would still favor significantly Dodgers oh, over the field. okay. Edging out my Mariners. <laughs> J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. I just always had this feeling that it's a done deal. It's a wink-wink done deal. And I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but I think in my lifetime I've seen, you know, people are going to places upstairs they keep it quiet but you know people know where people are going where they're going and they just keep it quiet and everybody's covert and then it happens but it it was going to happen six months before one more herd the herd streams 24 hours a day seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Well, they have not won. The Timberwolves have not won a playoff series since 2004. So this culture, they've had some good players too. So much of sports is creating cultures and winning cultures. And then sometimes you need to get an Anthony Edwards. And then sometimes you have to take a big swing on a trade. And they did with Rudy Gobert. So the Minnesota Timberwolves now are the best team in the league. They have the best record, best defensive team. They allow the lowest field goal percentage of any defense in the NBA. And their coach is Chris Finch. He's going to face Wimby in the Spurs tonight. So, like, when you got there... So you get there, and it's not a winning culture, and you'd been all over Europe, and you had some good players. How do you make guys believe, listen, we can be a playoff team eventually? Like, like, was the hardest thing convincing young players we can win here? Was it hard? Yeah, I mean, these jobs are always hard, particularly when you get them. You know, most of the coaching – changes and opportunities in the league Colin come when you take over you know teams that aren't successful you know and it's 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 a hard climb after that um you know the key to it all was just getting us uh, to understand what competing looked like you know competing every night competing every single time down the floor um you know sometimes you can go through periods of uh play in the NBA where you're more performing than you are competing and those teams don't win at a high level you got to compete all the time so that was really the first thing I was just talking about what it felt like what it meant to compete through every part of the game Um, and then you know you 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 get you build some momentum you build some good habits um, and then your young players start to grow up and you know then you can feel things changing and yet as you pointed out you you got to have talent but you also you know you got to take swings and augment the roster in the right way and keep building on what you've been doing. 
So you guys made a big deal, Rudy Gobert trade, so you got two bigs. And as the league has gotten, you know, and I never, when the league got small, and I always thought to myself, well, it works because of Steph Curry. Maybe it's a Steph Curry thing, and it doesn't necessarily, my entire life, big basketball players did well. And you guys were like, you know, we're going to go the opposite of the small ball. We're going to get gigantic. And there was a lot of, myself included, I'm like, eh, I don't know, you already got a big. Was there a moment for you where you were like, I don't know if this is going to work. It has, but did you know it was going to work? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we felt it was going to work, but we did. We felt also felt it was going to take time. You know, going into the last season, we thought it would take us about 40 games, maybe 50 games, which is about half the season, if not more, to really figure it out. You know, that got a bit derailed with the Carl Anthony Towns injury, um, and then it became just a matter of kind of surviving and continually reinventing ourselves. But we learned a lot about it while we were able to be together. Um, the key to it all, and, you know, if you're – to your point, like, if you're not better at small ball than the people who are really good at small ball are, you're going to lose anyway. So <laughs> you might as well try to be different. Um, and that's just the case. But the, 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 the intriguing thing about it now is, like, all these bigs are so skilled. I mean, it works because Nas Reed and Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, these guys have the skill – of perimeter players right. and we can employ them as such at times but yet we still have great length um you know to be really good defensively around the rim rebounding and all the other things that go with being big so the, the in-season tournament listen the court's different i don't think all fans quite understand it but my takeaway was these are long seasons and the nfl you get one game a week college football you get 12 games nba got 82 like, make it interesting. I think it's a swing. It's noticeably more intense. The Suns-Lakers game last night, Pacers-Celtics. You guys went, I think, 3-1 and one in those games. I like it. I'm surprised how much LeBron's into it, how much the players are into it, because they're all rich anyway. Did you have to sell players on the in-season tournament? You know, no, not at all. And I, that is the biggest takeaway from the in-season tournament for me. It's just how much the players have embraced and really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, like like many people, we didn't all understand the mechanics of it, you know, and the points differential, and there's a lot of kind of odd things, which makes it unique. Um, and it really wasn't about the money of, you know, the money, the prize money is certainly significant. I think the prize money actually tops out more than um, – uh, championship bonuses that were earned last year by the by the Nuggets. So it, it's certainly substantial. I'm not discounting that, but it, it really kind of sparked the competitive nature. Um, made these early season games doubly meaningful because they also count as league games. Uh, but you know, guys were locked in. They were excited. They were asking a ton of questions, um, and they were looking forward to it. So the other night I watched Ime Odoku and LeBron get into it, and I just don't see Chris Finch doing that. But it is interesting. <laughs> in the course of your career, have you ever had moments where you like you kind of poke a player? Like, what is the relationship coach to player intense? They're snooping on your huddle. They're talking trash. What are you comfortable with? Yeah, I think you know ninety percent of the interaction between coach and player uh, from the opposing team is positive. You know. Having been in the league, we've, we've coached a lot of these guys and we have existing relationships and much of the banter might be around that. Uh, but being competitive, sometimes we get drawn into less than fortunate uh, interactions. <laughs> um, you know, I think we all have, have a few of those we probably like back. Um, but, 
you know, generally it's a, it's a very well-behaved uh, kind of relationship between, you know, coach and opposing player. Yeah. You face Wemby tonight. It's the second time you face him. You're probably not a good yeah. matchup for him because you got two veteran defenders and Gobert's a great defender. You know, he's a li- the time I've watched him play four or five times. My takeaway is he's obviously gifted, but these are kids. Yeah. It's a more physical league. I think the big I think guys really veteran players like to show the kid. They like to block his, you know, they like to make push him around. Yeah. Your takeaway on what you've seen so far from Wemby the thing that impresses me the most, I mean, the skill and the size is it's 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 obvious. You know, when you when you see them in person, you you know, there's a there is a wow factor to it. But the thing that impresses me the most is really his maturity and his composure. Uh, he never complains to the referees. Never has any kind of negative interaction with his teammates. When when the opponents come at him physically, um, you know, he he re- he responds. He doesn't get down. He just you know hips an even keel. It, his maturity, it's very impressive for somebody of, um, you know, his age and and being first time in the league. Just nothing seems to bother him. Anthony Edwards has missed the last two games. You've won them both. Final question. When you get a transcendent athlete, I mean, he just does. It doesn't look like other players. There's like six, but four guys in the league at any one time in my life, maybe three. Dominique, Michael, Anthony, Ant just looks different. He does different stuff. How much is coaching? How much is you staying out of the way? How much? Because there are players, and he's one of one, that do things that most people on the planet will never do. Is he harder to coach, easier to coach, when you have these super hyper-athletic stars? Yeah. I mean, he's a joy to coach. Uh, Extremely coachable. You know, with him, coaching is about teaching and and you know, holding accountable, uh, you know, when when you have to, and he he you know he allows that, and he enjoys that, he embraces it. You know, I've always maintained the the approach that as coaches at this level, you know, we have to create the structure, uh, the philosophy, and then kind of get out of the way and let these guys be the great players that they really are. You know, certainly guys like Anthony and. Um, so, you know, some of the guys that you've mentioned and many guys in the league right now, you don't want to overcoach those guys because they have they have talent and ability in, inside of them that they're going to reach, um, you know, and you could only get in the way at times. You know, you could only put obstacles there. So uh, I'm, I'm really big on creating as much freedom for our players, certainly offensively, as we possibly can. Um, you know, and then obviously as, as a young player learns the league and learns different defenses and what teams, teams are doing against them, you know, that's where we can help him as coaches as he kind of evaluates all that. Best record in the league. Does that mean anything to you? I mean, at this point in time, it doesn't. I mean, we're certainly proud of our start. You know, we came into the season wanting to hang our hat on defense. We've been able to do that. We need to create an identity. Um, the, you know, the returns on what we set out to do are, are positive, but we got a long, long way to go, as we know. Um, and, you know, it's, it's certainly great to have a cushion when you get off to such a great start, uh, create that kind of buzz about you, but, you know, we, we're not satisfied with where we are yet. All right, Chris Finch, T-Wolves, congrats on the season. Are you always into work this early? This is what time you get into work? <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, I got a, game, er, er, a little bit of early game tonight, so just killing time here in my office waiting to join the herd. That was nice. We appreciate that. You could be home hanging out. We appreciate that, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. Chris Finch. We appreciate him stopping by. Yeah, best record in the NBA, 15 and 4. You see some of those highlights with Anthony Edwards. Oh my God. That's a new look. <laughs> I said Austin Reeves is him. 
Okay? Anthony Edwards, also him. I mean, he is so good. Like, just utterly dominant. He's super young. It's like when you watch Tyreek Hill sometimes against other good DBs. He flies past him. Yeah, yeah. Rick Buecher made a good, a rare good point uh, earlier this week when he that said that the mid-markets, Minnesota, OKC, they're really rising in the West, looking good. Yeah, good for them. You know, this is a culture that Minnesota is such a funky sports town. So they've, they've had a lot of good. They've rarely had, I mean, the, the Twins. Oh, Kirby Puckett back in the day. Well, I mean, the Vikings are almost always good. The mm-hmm. T-Wolves are now good. It's one of those, Seattle's had a bit of this, that, you, that there's been a lot of good, and there's been very few championships. That's why when Russell Wilson won, it was such a big deal. Uh, you'd have the Huskies, the Sonics in the 70s. Yeah. But Minnesota, I always feel like there's competency in the front offices. Yeah. They've had good coaches. They've had great players. Maybe it's they don't afford the final piece. Yeah. Seattle doesn't afford the final piece where a Boston, New York can go S- buy that. Similar to my Jets. A lot of below average football since I've been alive. Um, <laughs> and they're just missing like one or five pieces. You know right they're- now they're the worst team in the Stop. league. Stop. Let's move on. I'm sorry to bring them up. Let's get back to talking about your pumpkin spice, ice oh cold, lot so, whatever I'm going to have uh, 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 eggnog tonight. Well, you're looking thinner. I see that shirt kind of hanging off you. You're yeah, like swimming you know, in it. Because I've been sick for six days. Oh, that's right. How much weight did you lose? I don't measure. I don't do that. You're not stepping on a scale every other night? <laughs> no. But I, yes. Yeah. Blueberries, an occasional beer. Blueberries. Carrots. I eat well. All right. Uh, we're done. Joel Clapp, Mark Sanchez, Chris Finch. Uh... We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Herd. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.